That's a good documentary. Yeah. I've been pimping since been pimping since been pimping since been pimping. I gotta watch it again. I sampled it like briefly for Wacky Mode. Yeah, you did. What was the what was the sample? Uh, uh it was like Dana doing the, the thing with the oh, shirt. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, that was good. Man, I'm really jealous of black people's voices. Mm-hmm. Cause well, pretty much. My it. voice is pretty lame. Lame. I think all white people's voices for the most like yeah pretty like much cool white person southern people like have cool southern American accent is pretty like rhythmic it's it's, it's got like a nice twang like really? a lot of Americans I think have a nice like really? I yeah yeah oh that Austin like like I was yeah. saying Brendan Walsh and Richard Linklater have you ever heard of Richard that director Richard Linklater no Cody Sanders had the the nice yeah, it's like Texas voice. It's very relaxed. Yeah. But like twangy. And yeah. Some twang can be bad, but some twang is good. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that uh, on that Frank podcast that he said that Canadians, we almost sound like more well-spoken. That is interesting. Did we already talk I think about that? We may have already talked about that. We probably sound more proper. Like it seems like a is lot that of Americans... Is that the British were, influence? Yeah. Through school and everything? Well, yeah, there's a lot of British influence on our country. British Columbia. British Columbia. What a sweet name. British. British. So it's the British Columbia. Columbia. British Columbia. That's a weird idea. Like when it's you like take a place that has really good bud. <laughs> when you take one word and add it to it, another. Oh, that sounds ridiculous, but like, uh, like uh, let me try and think of one. 
So British Columbia, like they took two pretty awesome things and combined them. Yeah. Two pretty opposite images there. British and, and Columbia. Aggressive rollerblading. That's a funny <laughs> one. What, I aggressive rollerblade. What do I, you do? I, I'm into aggressive rollerblading. <laughs> it had to come out yesterday, like talking to someone at that wedding. Yeah. I don't know. I, I somehow got it. I got I cornered myself because Lacey <laughs> said something about yeah because they do a podcast. Oh, what do you do a podcast about? And I was oh, like, done for. I looked to one side, looked to the other side, maybe waited for a second. I just said, oh, dude, I'm really into rollerblading, <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't go over too bad at all. I yeah. uh, I try and just throw out a bunch of things, and then I don't. I think I'm more confident talking about it now. I got to get better, you know. Um, Jacob had a really good point that. Respectable people respect rollerblading. Yeah, like anyone who's smart and open-minded will actually be pretty interested. A very good point that yeah. hasn't been pointed out before. Totally, and and he he articulated it very well. How we impose a lot of like, oh, this person's gonna think rollerblading's lame. Or, yeah, but we're just so jaded from years of torture that we just expect that attitude from everybody. And we looked terrible, like. For a long time, oh, it yeah. was. It's funny. It, yeah. Like, well, I, I looked yeah. pretty good, but most of us look pretty terrible. <laughs> Lining up to <laughs> Lining grind the up. thing, <laughs> to grind the thing, with our big knee pads and stumbling around. You did have pretty good style, but it was pretty silly. Like we it look at it, we look at the way I moved as like good, good style. But yeah. if if someone off the street looked at Todd like from like under your under Canadian skies section or you're thinking yeah. before that or even even the under Canadian skies section if you if you think about someone just driving by and seeing that kid like it's it's basically uh it was just replicating yeah there was nothing original about it no we saw these videos they would have seen like someone skating with the video camera along someone doing like the, the right body language and the yeah. specific grinds and things. Another reason why that Jacob art, article was good is like the doors are blown, blown wide open now, but it's totally nobody's. Uh, and I talk about it, you talk about it all the time too. It's like you would think this would be the most varied time in rollerblading history where yep. people are really branching out and yeah. experimenting. But it's funny connecting those thoughts of. You, young people, when they're getting into something, that you you copy. Yeah. What, what the masters are doing. Copy written. So what the pros are doing, and rollerblading is an interesting thing because like, skateboarding, biking. There's a very specific way that the body moves. It's really easy to adapt to that and look like a skateboarder, yeah. look like a biker. Yeah. But rollerblading is almost too free in how your body can move. So it results in a lot of like really insecure looking humans yeah. where they're trying to copy something, but they're not capable of actually replicating that. So they kind of look, it looks so posed why was, and that's probably a big problem. Why was Josh Petty so good at like, you could easily think that he had forced style in a way, but he didn't have forced style. He was, was so really good natural. at being super fucking cocky and yeah. made skating look so amazing. And he was one of those people like, 
you never forget the first time you saw that spam section that yep. it was like the rest of the video seemed like shit compared to like all you wanted to do was watch Josh Petty's part you and yeah. it was so short too you'd still watch the whole video but it's like the blast of excitement that you got he was on Josh. another level he was yeah, so suitable material that is such Jesus. a good section yeah like the first time you see him do that hand plant 180 and you're like he was he had he was like super strong he skated fast everything that he did like looked different from what you had seen before totally he was fucking amazing I was looking at a picture of him doing an alley fish brain in an old box today and like how he would go so fast and it would almost be like a Liu Kang yeah. with the grind in the middle of it those were so stylish I remember he he did like a fast plant alley fish in a ASA run like full speed so good fast plant 540 people didn't like his style people bitched about Josh Petty's style why I don't know he will still like his fucking sections in what do you believe in we might have to take a break and watch like one of his sections okay yeah should we I think right now I think, yeah, yeah okay I think we it. should yeah all the best all the best is like you're so excited about this section why aren't you skating with us today I told you I can't I'm waiting for Shima you're waiting for Shima it's more to make me section I'm choosing between a rap or a rock song such a good idea. This was a good idea. That now it goes to them in the water. Yeah. And it's Jaren Grob in the bathtub. That was a good transition. Really good. That's filmmaking. Yeah. I don't like using that word, but that is. Really good. It, what Do You Believe In was a good video. It was Joe Navran and Arlo Eisenberg. I'm surprised more people haven't done like, because um, we've talked about before, like concepts can fall flat on their face if you yeah. try and direct too much or have too much of an idea. But the you idea of like a writing a script and having a loose idea of what you want to go out and film is really cool. Yeah. I would love to do one of those, but it, it wouldn't, no like acting or anything. It would have to still be. It would be funny to do acting if we scripted out some shit. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is that we could make something that looks really legit. Oh, yeah. And feels really legit. Yeah. But it, the tone would be so important. So with acting, what you would would it be a comedy or would you want to do something like you could do something why I love the movie the comedy is it so exactly. serious that's exactly what I was thinking that it's something that's very it's it blurs really the line like, super unsettling it's not clearly comedy but it's something just weird but kind of serious and dark I might have to watch that movie this week it's a good one the well, comedy I only watched it the one time and I still like it comes up all the time yeah it's so good it's really Fuck. fucking good Jesus Christ. It, and that was like, that cost them nothing to make. Like, that was a really low budget. That It's very easy if you have the idea to make something like that. It was probably a blast to make. Like, a, a lot of the best movies I look at, and it's like, that would be so much fun to make. Yeah. I think if, if you ever make a movie, you should just try to make it as fun as you can for everyone involved, yeah. and it'll turn out great. That's Ace make Ventura. It just go out and fucking have fun. You can tell Ace Ventura. I gotta get a beer. Ace Ventura's like that. You wanna grab me an LGD? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can grab an LGD if you want. Oh, I'm having another Guinness. Oh, nice. LGD. Oh, there we go. Uh, how'd you get some of the LGDs? Haha, <laughs> case. 
24 yeah. pack. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, it's Canada Day Long Canada Weekend. Canada Day Long Weekend. I deserve it. LGD. Ah, <laughs> uh, what? I was saying something though before. What was I saying? The hardcore Guinness people would be like, you're drinking it out of a can. It's good, you've had it's it. It's really good. Oh, when we first got to Ireland, and we got like a real pint of Guinness, in, there was that pub lock-in and everybody was fucked up. They all yeah, came it was weird, because it was like six in the morning. Oh yeah, they were, they were doing other things. Jesus sure. Christ. Yeah. They were partying hard. That was like the intro to Ireland. It was perfect. Irish people fucking party. That they, isn't a myth. They really Jesus do. Jesus Christ. They really fucking do, hey? We were, we were having that, we were just like not really doing anything, just chilling out in the house and that Claire came home. Like, There's such funny footage that I found of her. What you guys doing tonight? Like, was, sorry, was that, was that an Irish accent that I just heard? That was, was terrible. It's more like, uh, what what do you guys do? What it has the I don't know how. What are you guys gonna do tonight? I can't do yeah. it. The girls are harder, but and she had a specific like area, whereas Bonnie had more of a harder accent. Claire's was different from Bonnie's. Claire had a very cute voice. Yeah, and then the Bonnie's was like hard. Yeah, remember Bonnie? Like, but what did she say? She's like, so what do you? We were like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're just gonna chill out, watch TV. What? Let's. What did you say? Let's let's get some. Let's get some meat. Let's get oh, some. Yeah. Let's get some pills. Yeah. <laughs> we're just having a couple of beers. How many? What? How many you got? <laughs> we're just gonna have a couple each. Two each. That's all. That's all. You need to get more beers. You need to get some meat. Yeah, let's get some meat. Let's get some weed. <laughs> she was awesome. I and then just that one time, didn't we like? We walked along with her while she was grocery shopping, and I thought that was so funny. She got like all done up, like she was a bigger girl, but she was like kind of. Cute. She got like done up, and I just remember walking along with her while she was grocery shopping. And if I filmed it, it would have been so interesting in retrospect to like put up on Vimeo. Totally. Vimeo Constant not, not Vimeo, YouTube. YouTube. She was a character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She was a character. Yeah, but they do party constantly. Really, every night. Yeah. Calgary is another place where, like, on a weeknight, on Seventeenth or where uh, Dallas lived. On any given weeknight, there's people drinking at pubs. Like that's part of that. It's crazy. Too. Yeah, it's hard to do. It's hard to like keep it up because yeah. unless you just keep doing it, like if you drink yeah, every you night, then you don't to... you don't give yourself time to have a hangover. But like yeah. I could feel the irritability setting, and I went to go get some like groceries, and I had a light hangover, nothing too intense. But like that term that I use, where you hate people's faces, and it's yeah. not because I, I don't like using the word hate, but that irritability factor, especially when you're driving a car and stuff, it's so dark, so I like taking breaks. But if you, di- if you do, if you have two or three drinks every night, and you don't even give your body or mind a chance to get there. Yeah. Or if you're drinking seven pints and dropping E while you're in Ireland. There's a, <laughs> there's a reason Welcome why to Dublin, there's bitch. such a depth of anger, like, how they say Irish anger, yeah, it makes sense now. And oh, the weather was really shitty, and they hated tourists, but they, it was still it was still an interesting culture. But. It was yo, know, it was interesting. I found that like they were either really drunk or pissed off. Yeah, it was. I like, can relate to that. wild mood swings. <laughs> I can relate to that. There was definitely not a lot of uh, personal development. Like trying trying to ask the bus driver like if you're on the right bus. Like um. Does does this bus go to uh, thirty? No, it's okay. I don't fucking know. 
What do you, no, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. You're driving a bus. Someone was walking across the I don't know. Where it doesn't even sound like English. Just in an angry, hungover haze. That movie, uh, What Richard Did, I recommend that one. Did you yeah, watch that? No, I haven't seen it. It's fucking good. It's good. I yeah, shit. it's really good. But I guess that's not interesting for podcast material. It would be interesting if we had both seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, if you would have seen the movie, then we could have gone off on a, on a tangent. I wanted to comment on, since skating these new skates, yeah. and I watch like older sections, like that What Do You Believe In section, it's starting to look dated, the way people skate between ledges. Oh, totally. Um, even a newer Broskow section, he'll grind and ride and roll and there'll be no striding between two ledges. He's yeah. really good at, like, right on, riding his skates, riding his skates. But, you know, like, Josh Petty, like, skated between those two ledges, and it just, it seems really funny if either of us, like, if we filmed something like that, we would maybe comment about how it felt really stupid to, like, grind a ledge and skate really hard in a straight line and grind another ledge. It seems like a really primitive form of skating. Not that it's bad. Yeah. But there's so much you can do between the two ledges. Like even the Paul John. Totally. That, the God line. Yeah. The, the, what he does with the space, it's less about the grinds and it's about him being in a moment and like really Cruising. enjoying. Yeah, yeah. And doing it in a way that he lands and he still has speed. Thinking about anti-rocker, um, Paul John does it and Leon Zedd-Sakuna does it where to make anti-rocker feel better sometimes, you can lift up one of, like you can lift up your toe wheel on one side. Yeah. So it's almost like you're on three wheels and you have a pivot point guiding you. You know how people do that? Yeah. I'm gonna, f I'm gonna see if like, that could feel really good once you get used to it. Yeah. That it's a more of like a, like smooth, you're not gonna be able to do sharp turns or anything like that. But once you get used to it, you'll be able to do like longer turns. That makes any sense. Yeah, it's really crazy to me that all these all these tricks are done in anti rocker these days. It's Here's, really do you wanna, incredible. Do you want to hear some uh, good reason to at least experiment with anti rocker that I was thinking about? What? Alex Broskow, Chris Haffey, Brian Aragon, Eric Bailey, yeah. Billy O'Neill, Brian Shima. How do they do that? <laughs> they go so fast. <laughs> Brandon Smith. Pretty much everyone. Jesus. There's not any not any. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. There's who not fun. like who's a who's like a bigger name that skates. Frankie. Fun. Oh, I'll give you a really good reason why I decided to experiment with anti rocker. Richie Eisler. Jesus Christ, that's a good one. I can give you that's one good reason. That's a good reason. If I can give you a second good reason, Alex Broskow is a second. Like, that's, that's another good, good reason. reason. Eric Bailey. If that's my third oh, reason. Oh God, Bailey. Yeah. I am actually excited for a new Eric Bailey section. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's gonna be really hard to ever beat his uh, Volo Two section in my mind, the one that's in San Francisco. Yeah. That section's so good that like I don't really remember his other section. I still really like his skating, but that's like his. Pit. He wouldn't have even have had to put together any more sections, and that one I just I always watch that one first. But he's still amazing. remember when he, he, he kind of broke back onto the scene and he came out with those edits in oh, Majestic 12, yeah. like park edits. And it was those back when like, awesome. oh, no one really put out park edits back then. Yeah. It was like See, was three different to see. There was three edits, Yeah, right? And they were so fucking Are those online? I'm sure It was they when, they, like, yeah. when they announced the Volo Skate brand um, 
and there was like Julio had was had that Daily Bread interview. Yeah. It was like on the front. It was like who's John Julio skate for, and it was him in Majestic Twelves, and then they released the edits of Bailey and Majestic Twelves, and I think that was like it for the first bit. They had like the Bailey edits and the Julio stuff, like. Who else was skating Majestics before Ballo came out? Broskow skated Majestics for a little bit. Was that different? Wait, okay, oh, no, let me back up. Sorry. No, 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 that was after. He he was... Oh, they, did, right. did, Fate, was, did Face the Music come out while Volo existed? No. No. Face the no. Music was before the Volo. The story behind that was... That was a good fucking video. That is Face a, the Music is good. Yeah, it is good. That's the really good. If I... If I skate any other skate in the next while as like my aggressive skate, I would definitely uh, do Majestic 12s again. Um, so but, you'd get those volos? That yeah. Are like, what are they called? I, yeah, the cuff, uh, the V13 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Leon pointed out that the plastic's really soft and cushy. Like it's, uh, they would seem, and if Intuition releases that skate liner, you could have like Cool. an intuition liner that you could use in two pairs of skates like you could just yeah. switch your liners out and so they would feel really good but um, the cuff is really nice and low and then you could get an intuition liner and squeeze into hopefully a smaller size but I don't know that would be a pretty good option I'm still it's, not sure what my next aggressive skate's gonna be or the Seba skate would probably be really interesting to try I just always rims I always go back so I don't it's tough to say and I when I picked up the Jato 2, I wasn't very impressed with it. It didn't look like anything too no. exciting. I would rather, if I went back to Jato, I would probably skate the old model. It's, it's a shame it's that you can't get the, the very first run of Shadows. I the know. Ones. The Those were so ones, good, yeah. man. I think, did we talk about that on the Mike Torres podcast for a little bit? I, haven't, I still haven't listened to it. We may have talked about that. And uh, yeah, I Those think we went through amazing. each of the... Like we went through each of the run of shadows. Like there was, there's like some of those skates that are in the worst skates of all time, and there was like that first run of shadows that power slide. Oh, those were brutal. And yeah, even I like we're talking about like those were bad. I skated those for one day, and I just said no. one day. The gray ones or the red the black. Ones are, they were black. Yeah, they were black. But they were like one of the first runs, and they were terrible. There was just like the skeleton. Yeah, well, I don't. I, it. They just felt like shit. They felt like shit. Your skates have to feel good. It's very important that you have good skates. It's a very important aspect of life. It's, it's everything. God. You gotta have good. You gotta have skates that you're stoked on. Your bolts have to be tightened. Good bearings yeah. if you can. Make rotate your wheels. I've been yeah. really bad with that. With with uh, with the eighty millimeter really bad with rotating my wheels I saw Kenny's and they were like they are perfect yeah makes and a big difference he just he rotates them and they always keep a good profile and like him and Leon both it was like their wheels were way smaller than 80 millimeter but because they were rotating them they still had a nice profile to skate in so. yeah mind you I, I had a I had really good skate sessions like when those face wheels were super worn and they were super small yeah. and I never rotated them but I just like left them alone yeah. and I remember they felt so good having really it, having really small wheels Leon said that in that wheel thing that uh, if it gets closer to the core they, they're faster 
or something like that. If that makes sense, because they're harder the closer you get to the core. But, but that's the thing about flat is you can skate really small wheels. And I love that shit. Yeah, you yeah. can't like anti. You can't skate. It's really so small weird. Like a, I remember so clearly in Vancouver, I had let one of my face wheel sets get like super low down, and yeah. the way the radius worked worked like into my boot like the way my set slide was matched the way my wheel profile was and it was like it felt everything felt like rounded and trustworthy yeah and i knew exactly like my groove on my frame worked perfectly with the way my wheels were worn and then there's those times where you're like oh yeah i'm gonna put new wheels and bearings in and you put them on and you feel like high off the ground and it feels really sticky and it takes like a while you almost have to change the way you skate a little bit yeah when you put the new wheels in well, yeah, it just feels awkward. Or like rotating wheels. That's why I don't rotate wheels. It's That's why I do Sometimes that it just feels like yeah. shit. Before you make it, it's like, fuck no. Going to Kelowna. Yep. Wednesday. Fuck yeah. Oh, shit. It's going to be awesome. Oh, shit. The only thing I was thinking of is it's a weekday. So. It's going to be hot. It's going to be. It's supposed to get up to like 40. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking we should we should leave really early and like have a session in the morning yeah and then like fuck off to the beach or like somewhere for yeah. like the mid afternoon heat yeah. and then go for a second session in the evening would, when it cools really down a little bit idea. or we could even drive to like you could try Vernon or something I don't know there's other opportunities yeah um, have you you were in Kelowna recently yeah there's one specific spot that we could easily spend like a lot of time at cool yeah and the courthouse we were that's i wanted to skate the courthouse set specifically in this new setup that we're yeah. trying but it's a weekday so it's like you'd have to have something in mind and it, yeah it might get booted yeah but there's a lot of possibilities at that spot uh with these new skates oh yeah because the stairs are really long yeah we have to get a skipping rope oh yeah there's a lot of Cause you could be, you could be skip if you were so inclined. You could be like bombing a hill, skip rope. <laughs> could go really wrong. But the thing is, you're not gonna trip over the rope. Like yeah, even if true. you fuck up, that's it's not true. like you're gonna. Oh, I mean, you might. But <laughs> you know when people do that, like, what is? Yeah, that's that's cheating. You're not actually skip roping. That but isn't matter. it? It looks cool. Like you're skipping for a bit, and then you do like the crossover back and forth thing. Yeah, I, that was in a movie where. Someone was doing like probably a Rocky. Didn't Rocky yeah, probably. do the skip rope and yeah. then he, he just did like a couple like on the side? Those songs still get me stoked. Oh yeah. Rocky. Rocky, Four. those are good movies. Rocky Four with the, all the montages, like there's not even much movie, it's just a lot of like music to him working out. That's a good idea for a movie. Really good idea. Did you watch that Bladers documentary? I haven't watched no. it yet. Maybe I dabbled a little bit. I don't I don't was thinking we could watch it and then discuss it, but I don't know. No, 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 no. No, not no, tonight. No, not tonight. Maybe I'll watch it eventually. Not tonight. Not tonight. Yeah. I'm so excited though to, to go to Alexander Coe uploaded What Do You Believe In? Yeah, he did a while ago. How long? Three, Three years, years ago. ago. Thank you. You know what's still not online? VG5. It's not mm -hmm. online. Eric Burke's section, someone commented on that. Really good. I've been starting to like... Uh, do mental notes of what I'm going to try and rip for sections for the, I'm going to do another one of those mushroom blading That's compilations. Exciting. Yeah. And, uh, it's going to be so hard to figure out what to choose because you could literally do like one just on Charles Dunkel, one just on Roy Callahan, yeah. one just on Dustin Latimer, yeah, one you could. just on Walt Austin, 
but I'm gonna try really hard to pick like the absolute best of the best of the best. And I'm sure it'll be brought up that like some people could say that it's not like mushroom blading is just a, a name, whatever. But there's circus tricks in skateboarding, and you could say like, well, that's not mushroom blading. That's just create like someone taking rollerblading in a creative direction. But I'm gonna hopefully like when I name off those guys, I'm gonna try and take the weirdest stuff. That's yeah. impressive. The absolute weirdest stuff. Your cab's here. No. <laughs> I was thinking about pre-drinks. How people They're have... so fun. <laughs> pre-drinks. It's so fun. Oh, but that name. We're having yeah. pre-drinks. We're having no, aren't you just drinking You're altogether? just drinking. <laughs> Pre what do you mean? I had pre-drinks yesterday. I'm just pre-breathing right now. Just <laughs> It's not my real breathing. Doesn't pre-drink mean that's that's before the, the party? Before, before the, club. the event? Yeah. You know what's the best? Pre-drinks are always funner than the drinks. When, when you're younger, you don't even get to the destination sometimes. Because people are so stoked for yeah. the pre-drinks. <laughs> they don't even make it to the party. <laughs> Those are the best nights. I, I talk about that with Lacey all the time. When you're younger, oh, and there's God. always like at least one or two people who, who just go so hard. And like yeah. timelines now can be stretched out. Like you're smarter, you drink some water, you space out your drinks, you drink slower. But there's people who like in a two-hour span, they were stoked, they party, and they're out. <laughs> From yeah. like 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Yeah. That was their party. I've done that. <laughs> I've been that person. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So, so stoked. Yeah. Stoked. You're thinking about it all day and you're like in school or something and it's so boring and I'm just gonna get fucking shit faced tonight. <laughs> and there's people who, uh, this guy, the houseboating trip that we were on, he was like 40 and he was so stoked to turn it on and it's, and I don't even know how he was able to keep going but there's people who don't pass out or like, there's people who get good at it yeah. over time. They too. can go. They make the most of that. What do you freedom. What do you have? Give it to me. Yeah, I'll take I'll take it all. Everything. Let's do it. There's also the same kind of vibe when, when like young bladers go on road trips. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I've talked and about that too with people. Where it's so like so excited. Now you don't want to be hungover and like sunburnt and shit for the next two days. You want to enjoy <laughs> the three days that you have off. But when you're younger, you just ruin like you well you yeah you lack that foresight <laughs> i didn't even wear sunglasses like when we drove to calgary do you realize how tired my eyes would have been the next day from not wearing sunglasses and driving yeah. that far jesus like, i was late on the on the sunglasses thing. sunglasses like, that's a important. big thing yeah i would have been so tired you get tired if you drive long periods of time without sunglasses you're sunglasses. squinting your eyes yeah Simple things. I always wonder, like, if it'll just slowly evolve into, like, me with khaki shorts with, like, a polo shirt tucked in with a belly and, like, weird, comfortable shoes. Like, how adults just get to a point where they've, like... They're, they're doing all these things for a reason. It's not because, like, they're... They know comfort. They know to go to bed at this time. They're, like, I don't get that. All right. Or I guess do you go in that direction? Maybe you just learn the hard way and you slowly just get carved into that through years of just like puking and sunburns 
and disappointment and H and like STDs. Is that like, just like everyone's okay, supposed I'm to have done a really dorky, mediocre part of their life from like, like, forty to fifty, or no, maybe like fifty to fifty-five, or you just don't give a fuck about fashion or anything. I, Not fashion, but uh, that's hard to explain. You know what I mean? Like, like, where you. No. I don't know. I think Big like I can't imagine myself ever not being excited to hear like a rap song. Yeah. Like, so I guess we're just different. I think so. I think so. I even when I'm 50, I'm still going to put on rap music and like put my arm up. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm going to jam. <laughs> I might sag my pants a little bit. <laughs> It's just who I am. <laughs> Sagging pants. I remember uh, Jordan Noir when we were on like a backpacking trip. Yeah. And he, he, there was so much rage about the sagging the pants thing. <laughs> it was like really accurate in retrospect that he couldn't understand why like any one of us or anyone in high school, like he was just really mad and, and making a really good argument about sagging pants. Didn't Joe Rogan have a rant that was really funny? About sagging, sagging pants. pants. Yeah. I still sag my shit just a little bit. Yeah. I sag it a little bit. It's, uh... And, and, and not, oh, not excessively. It doesn't... No, it right definitely now, doesn't... It, the way I sag, it doesn't restrict my movement. Just a little bit. And it also doesn't restrict my functionality. The cuts on pants are different now. We're talking about pants. We're in the pants section. Yeah. This is the pants There is less crotch on certain pants now. Like the Nice and high is coming back. I've been seeing a lot of girls with the the high pants. Hey Joey. I can't believe that. Yeah. I I did this tweet that like uh, I'm getting like a little bit more into Twitter, but I'm not sure about my relationship. I did this tweet that I thought was like so clever and and I thought it would have gotten more props, but and I've, I think I said it before, but like, there's so much stuff that's fashion that would have been Halloween costumes a decade ago, like, yeah. like stuff that girls would have dressed up funny just on Halloween. A lot of that stuff is just standard. Normal. Yeah. Now. Yeah. High pants. And the high shorts too. It's funny because it. I used okay. to, because girls like, like when we got into our early twenties, yeah. it was all about like the, the low crotch, the short crotch yeah. pants. And those, like, you still see those. Oh yeah. You still see those. But it was, I remember saying like, those pants are nice, but I, I want you girls, you got, you girls should experiment with some nice and high, like a nice big butt. They're officially like, they're like a long high. And they laughed. Joey, they laughed at me. All it takes is some silly. stupid blog. It's back. It's back. It's back because that the greaser '50s motorcycle thing is from that time. Like, okay, listen, listen, everybody, listen, everybody. It's the year 2013. Okay, you can you can dress really crazy if you want, and there's electronic music, and uh, we can go forward. We can go forward. I understand. You want to you want to go to the diner. With your motorcycle, and the 50s music. But everything's been done. No, it hasn't. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I've got to get... 
My point is, 2013, we can't get stuck on language like avant-garde or that's too weird for me. That stuff is 2013. There shouldn't be like fashion and style anymore. It should be everyone is fucking off in their own world and instead of saying like, oh, that person's a character. Everybody should be a character. Everybody sh- should be a character. And I, not, 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 not in a ridiculous way. I don't, it's hard to articulate. Like, you know what I'm saying when I'm like, it's yeah. 2013. Like, yeah. Well, it's 2013. I understand and, yeah. there was interesting things in old decades, but come on. Like, we can all push this forward. Yeah, very I hear easily. what you're saying. It's, we have access to all this information. Like, we have the internet. And there's still, there's still wars. There's someone who's still like, can't we get our shit together? There's will some... we ever, will people, will everybody ever get to the point where everybody in the world is 100% confident in who they are and they can just bring whatever they bring to the table to humanity and every person can be un, or every person can not imitate other that people, they, they're just, they're yeah. just, I'm not me. That would be great. If that imitation would, was a thing of the past. That's the future. That's what I'm saying. We're in 2013. Hopefully. We're hopefully. in a time. But this, this isn't that time. Yet. Everybody has a television, broadcast, radio, studio, every, all that stuff available to them. And it's like, what do you want to say? What do you want to put out into the world? And instead, there's just a lot of repeating and saying. Because that's a terrifying there thing. There is a guy. Humanity is still getting used to that. I know. We're like children with this new stuff. We, we don't know how to use it. We're, we're all just trying to figure it out. Like the technology has moved so fucking fast that because we're like, what the fuck is It's getting this? us closer to the point of realizing that we're just like all the same, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm like you, you're like me. But we're all breathing the same air, bruh. Listen, there's a guy out there right now dressed like Bob Dylan with this stupid fucking guitar hitchhiking across America because he's nostalgic about some stupid thing that he read in a paperback novel and he wants to live the great American lifestyle and explore the road and play his songs and meet people. I get it. It sounds interesting. But there's a lot of, there's way cooler shit happening that you can focus on. I understand that people want to focus their energy in that direction, but that already happened. Can't you do, like, the new version of that? Right. And I'm not saying, like, you have to tweet and make videos about your journey, but it's like, I don't know. There's, like, these things that I see, these imagery of, like, fashion and styles of music that people play, and I just have this feeling of, it's all been done. (laughs) (laughs) People people are just trying... To carve like some path, but they they don't. They're Here. just reto- they're done. Guy playing, and I'm not saying like you can you can create your own reality and you can play your folk songs in Nelson or whatever if you want. You can do that. Yeah, Th- that's fine. But guy playing folk songs in Nelson and Jason Silva, it's like that it's the furthest part away. And I I don't know. I feel like we should all be stepping into the future and not looking back. <laughs> Well, I was like, why are people taking so much comfort in? We're just, but you have to, 
you have to you have to uh, give credit where it's due. I mean, just the the simple fact that a person like Jason Silva does exist, and just the simple fact that there are people who are really taking this time and doing something that no one in the past could have done and they're figuring out something that's possible now yeah that's that's really high level thinking we're we're just animals yeah yeah he's ahead of the game though big time oh yeah but i like uh i like rogan's theory about this being the roaring 20s of the technological era like this is just the beginning oh fuck yeah just figuring there's gonna be way more censorship and it's gonna be a lot more regulated and that's probably is that what he's saying roaring 20, 20s wise or they're gonna look or people are gonna look back at this time and it's just like look. it's this crazy new thing that humans are just dealing with like they're, they're there's no there's no like the you can't go talk to grandpa about it you can't like you know it's yeah. it's like the world is a new place yeah. so everyone's just like what the fuck like it's an it's an like our our parents can't we can't ask look our parents this. for advice. Yeah, look at this. We we are broadcasting a podcast all over the world. The, how much is right this costing now? you? Not barely anything. Barely anything. Yeah. Anyone can Pretty do much this. nothing. Okay, this is what I'm saying. But oh, and never mind. I guess you know the guy hitchhiking with his guitar who wants to dress like Bob Dylan. Here's my point, I guess. That as long as he's uh, connecting, I guess, with other people that are really into that, I guess that can be a good thing because things can evolve through that. But if he's not, I like that idea of, uh, oh, fuck. If he didn't try and do something with that experience, if he's doing nothing, then I, I feel like... Well, hey, what I have to say for that is if he's if he's into it and he's happy doing that's it, true. that's really, I mean, that's a cliche thing to say, but yeah. if it floats his boat, then yeah. if it works for him, you know, um, really, you don't have to do anything. People, some people, like there are people who are just content, happy people. And they don't need to make a lot of money. They don't need to create things. They can just like make make their meal. No, they have yeah. they have something important that they need to share. I don't think everyone has something to share. Really? No, yeah. It's tragic. It is tragic. Everybody. But I think there are people who are content not creating. Like art, like like not everyone needs to like create things. Do you know that song by the band Love, where it's like, I could be in love with almost everyone. <laughs> I think people are the greatest fun. <laughs> the greatest fun. <laughs> no, that was a good lyric. Very good. That you can meet. You know, there's those days where you're like, holy shit, everybody is super interesting. If if. Uh, there's that one thing that you ask them or the one thing that says that lights them up. And I always totally. Think like, and I think everyone does have something. So you, are you talking about now that we're dividing into two species that there's just elderly people who have already checked out or something like that? That there's no way that they would... Just people who, in general... Well, like, okay, I, I hear... Describe to me someone who doesn't have anything to share. Um... 
What is, well, is it a he? Is it a she? What are they? I don't really know any of these people, but I'm I'm just thinking I that know. it would be possible for like someone to. I think that's very true. I do agree with that. And and okay, maybe maybe the person needs to be a little bit older. Yeah. For this to be true. I, yeah. Maybe. Maybe at some point in your life, you you have to you have to do something that you feel really strongly about, yeah. and you give it to the world, and then maybe after that you can chill out and be content, yeah. basically just not doing anything. It's hilarious. It's hilarious how many people don't do fucking anything. Like they actually don't do it's anything. It's a great. It's probably one of the greatest times in history to do nothing. Like, yeah, the amount of movies and television shows. There's so much distraction. You don't need to food do it available twenty four seven. Like, you don't need to. Just, you can just consume the culture. You don't need to create anything. It's so you can just. That there's create, enough to just take. Create more. You can God is really yeah. important. So, do you think that's like a universal truth, or do you think that's a truth just for you? What? That like, you need to create more than you can. Consume. I, Do you think that's I wish like I could. everyone needs to create? Yeah, I think so. That's why I think that's why we're here in some way, shape, or form. And it, if it's pointless at the end of everything, if it's pointless that we're building things and making things and, and uh, leaving things behind, that has to be. When you think of like if uh, that Jason Silva is like, if you watched a time lapse, of like the world forming that it would just be like shit would be like built like cities forming and stuff like that that over if you time lapsed really really short amount of time like hundreds of thousands of years and watched it would appear as though we're here to just like make shit and build shit yeah so I would think Nature, so it, I, I always yeah I, that, I think that, that nature wants us to, if there was a time push. lapse of we're all these human to, beings to just doing nothing if that time lapse would be really short and everyone would probably just die. Right. Because if our first instinct is survival, then we're, we're trying to survive to do some shit. We want to do some shit. Yeah. What are we here to do? We want to build Ultimately. some shit, make some Where's shit. Where's it going? Yeah. Where's it going? It's like, if we were to sustain this whole thing for long enough, where is humanity going? If humanity thrives for another like we're going three, four hundred years, where what is gonna happen? Simple, like we are. It's it, the pyramids, right? It feels like buildings. We want to go up. We want right. we're going into space. Yeah, that's where we're gonna go off the planet Earth. We're gonna go into space, and then I guess there. I don't know. There's possibly Jesus. like maybe when you die, that's where you you get to go there, or you get to be everything. I don't know. But I know, like, in this, like, in your physical body, it feels like, and when you look at the pyramids and buildings being built up and building airplanes and helicopters and spaceships and we're designed to go, like, further than, and also go further than reality, too. So virtual reality and computers and things that connect us. Yeah, it's hard to think that, that our physical bodies will leave the earth I have always thought that we will build a technology that will allow our souls to go other places like I, I wonder if that's like the secret that probably um, before that, like, we build spaceships that we might learn maybe in the future that spaceships can only go so 
spaceships in our bodies can only go so far. Yeah. There's that, that really interesting where you hear people talk about psychedelics that they believe that that takes you like that could technically be a technology yeah have you that takes you do you know much about dmt yeah yeah i've heard a lot ayahuasca right because yeah dmt is in ayahuasca that uh that you do go and psilocybin in that know your mushrooms documentary like really high doses of psilocybin apparently people have said that they've they've like seen their body that they've well that they've had trips where they've felt like they've left their body completely and then it's like <laughs> and then it's like were you just way too high or is that a real thing and then it's like well yeah I guess nature is a technology in some way I don't know yeah our brains yeah. I want to do the heroic dose but I, yeah, I, do. I don't know when I don't know when the time is but do it. I do I definitely want to do it lock yourself in <laughs> how, well, long, uh, how long does it go for um, it's probably everyone. Well, everyone is different. If, if but just like uh, if, unplug the phone, if you lock had, the door. I'm just saying, if you had experience, not that you have done it, but if you had. Uh, the funny thing was when I did it, it was only like four hours. Really? And then I and then I had this moment where I snapped back, yeah. and I was just like, normal, boom, back. Really? Yeah. It was pretty bizarre. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm such a huge fan of uh, eating pot. I think that's one of my favorite things. Eating, sp- eating pot's pop fucking powerful. Yeah. I, I did it just like a little bit the last weekend and uh, I loved it. And I don't like I, I don't like intense. I love just very small amounts. Yeah. And that's like with mushrooms anytime I've ever tried it, it's been the same. Like just small amounts. Style, but I really like being it's, alone. It's really important when I have that when I eat when I eat pot. Oh, it's great! Yeah, you want to be by yourself. Yeah, because it's so intense yeah. that you want to like I uh, to for me to handle any any kind of social any kind of other people. It yeah. retracts from it because it's like concentration that I'm putting into 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 like a like other like it sounds selfish, but like concentration that I'm putting into other people yeah. where it's like this amazing state I'm just like I just want to like oh yeah go in oh yeah 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 you know I yeah. still have that in me to want to go in that's the shit that is the shit that I talked to a girl last night that said uh she has trouble with sleeping and that's like the thing that she does all the time to she's oh. like very like quite respectable person with like a good what job. eating it or smoking it yeah and she said her her boyfriend uh can't smoke it so they just eat it all the time or like they not all the time but enough of the time and she said she always uses it for sleeping and it's so cool to hear but like you're actually not you're just eating something it's a you're eating a plant you're eating a plant you're not smoking anything and it's helping you sleep it's yeah it was so cool to hear i had never heard it in that way because i could see that for sure because the the body stone i i can't sleep when i smoke weed it's like a anti-sleeping agent it gets really uh, it's really exciting those possibility nights where you're like okay how long am I alive for I want to do I need to get a lot done <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna pull an all nighter I think <laughs> and it's uh, you're only in it for a little bit and then you will go back to a, the normal daily state 
but it's important. It's interesting that we used to we used to always like drink late at night. We would drink a lot of coffee. It was great. And smoke weed and yeah. just like try. I remember it's sometimes a good time trying too. to go home and trying to sleep after that. It was just yeah. Isn't that that's a weird feeling? Lying in bed and your your body's sleepy, but your brain is just going like a mile a minute, and you're just, you you can't stop that. That's where like li- you listen to music and stuff. The shit. Oh, that was one of my favorite things. Is like getting home, like getting home after like smoking pot and hanging out and having so many ideas floating around, and then you just go into a dark room and put headphones on. There's that part in Dazed and Confused, and it wasn't for where they captured that kid's first time drinking. Do you know that movie very well? And he gets yeah. home from the party, and his mom's like mad at him or whatever, but he gets the pass, and it's like he puts his headphones on, oh, and it was his shit. first time like drinking, smoking weed, and puts a record on, and just like lies down, and it's like he, uh, the direct, yeah, Link later, he captured that feeling of like, this is, has been the best night of my life, and now I'm gonna listen to fucking music, and it's like, he made like he could have died there and he wouldn't have cared because he yeah. was so stoked and so happy. They just captured it so well. What's that? I can't remember what song it was. Oh yeah, because he like the sun's coming up after the party, and it's like a shot of him making out with like an older chick, like a grade ten or eleven chick, and he's like in grade eight or something, and the sun's fuck. coming up, and then yes. she gives him a ride home. Oh, like. Fuck yeah. That movie is amazing. Shit, yeah, I need to check it out. I, I, I really have to pee. Me too. Yeah, I've been Me holding too. that. So we'll, t- we'll so take a break. We'll come back. Yeah, we'll yeah. pee. All right. Get one. We'll turn it up. Yeah, we'll be back. Aaron Feinberg. Oh, is it recording? Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Aaron Feinberg. Fucking Aaron Feinberg. So if you get a chance to watch uh, his Inri footage, but the raw footage with no music or anything it's called Untitled Untitled by Jonathan Ralston that's R-O-U-L-S-T-O-N if I was never up, given credit in the video so now I'm releasing the footage for you guys to do what you want with them awesome uh, how good was that? that was it's amazing that Aaron Feinberg Aaron Feinberg who was the best role player in the he world. Won a, he won the X Games. He won the X 16th, Games on sixteenth, but like he was sixteenth birthday. His Solomon section in focused, like he was so fucking good, and he he fell out of the scene. He yeah, the classic, the, the classic. It's the classic story. Yeah, it happens in everything. But he is the only person I would say out of that whole thing that is has come back and he's killing it like. Exactly like he used I swear. To. He is so fucking good. You watch this section. He is as good as Chris Haffey. He's as good as anybody out yeah. there. He is amazing. This brings up an interesting point that kind of relates to our earlier topic. Uh, he might be one of those... Like, he is that good, but he might not care about... I don't know. Like, I, I thought maybe he doesn't care that people knows that he's that good but it I, I wonder he does I bet he's like what the fuck like look at this section I just put up and like nothing like robotting I wonder if Sean C talked him up that it was going to be a big comeback or something like that like there's so much surrounding that footage and that's why it's so interesting that well, probably I bet look when when he was doing these tricks he probably had it in his head like people are going to be fucking stoked when they see this shit okay like, yeah that's the biggest this is topic my, we, should, like, we should talk about and then nothing 
why does nobody care about like people care about this how many views does that have can you click the stats on that not that a lot of people know of the raw footage okay 12k 12,000 views but, but so, I mean that's sort of high but not as high as as, it as in his head he was probably thinking okay this is gonna be like the biggest rollerblading section I hope yeah I and I nothing. wonder if it's like he's he should just have like a collaborative like a filming partner and try and put out stuff once in a while like not all the time or whatever but but he's probably like he he probably put this out and thought big things were going right. to happen that's the problem though like if nobody should be attached to the outcome right but but his expectations the dude who won his the x games on his 16th birthday that guy he expected something maybe he didn't and that's where maybe, I was like maybe, maybe I was thinking maybe he not. was one of the pe- maybe he like it seems like he almost doesn't care about anything like maybe. he probably has like a really good like life and he's low key or whatever it doesn't seem like he cares about the recognition I don't know yeah maybe not maybe like maybe maybe some of the top athletes have that like built in to their DNA somehow cause you kind of get that feel that like it, he seems so relaxed I don't know like it was crazy stuff that he was doing, but he was focused and relaxed. I don't know. Who knows? We would only know if we ever got not. He wouldn't have to come on the podcast, but like, he did he do any like? Did he do any press for the re-release of this? I think people are afraid to talk to him. Really? I was. Maybe he's hard to get a hold of. Oh yeah, that's right. I was terrified of him. And that's another thing that I was saying was like maybe socially his his experience of rollerblading is so different because. Maybe he, we do hold him in such a high regard yeah, that maybe he, but people yes. treat him differently in person. I don't know. Probably. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, people treat him differently. He seems like, really. I wouldn't even. Go, I, w- I didn't even. Like I'm pretty outgoing. Like if I see a pro, I'll go talk to them. I'm not gonna. I didn't want to talk to Aaron Feinberg. I was very scared of him, but very intrigued. He's so fucking good. <laughs> he is. And he's so crazy. He looks so crazy. Like he, 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 he's. <laughs> what what uh, what's like his? I wonder what his like background is. Like, uh, like if he has international, because you ha- you can't. He's not like. That's a good question. Feinberg. Doesn't he seem like he has Isn't a bit of dark German? dark skin? Feinberg. 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 Yeah, that sounds German. Feinberg. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's probably not German, <laughs> but it does. Feinberg. We'll have to look it up. Feinberg or like Dutch. <laughs> I don't know. We just assume it's German. <laughs> Sounds German. <laughs> but that that was good. Jesus, how uh, is Feinberg like our age, or is he a little bit older? He won the nineteen ninety six. X Games on his 16th birthday, so we're pretty close to exactly the same age, I think. Jesus. Yeah. Think of rollerblading exploding when that happened on television. Think of even more momentum. Like, think of the rise of how much momentum skating had. Yeah. When on national television, a 16-year-old kid wins, and then there's like we should People we should watch that too. We should. We should. I bet it's and on Arlo. Like, Jesus Christ! Like, Arlo runs up and like spins P- him around. Picks him up. <laughs> yeah, we should watch. We should it. watch that. Okay, we're gonna yeah. pause it again. Yes. Do you want to? Do you want to watch that now? Yes, I do. It's a really interesting moment. 
1997. I swear it was 1996, but... 1997. 1997 X-Games. Why music? That first... Oh, oh, you motherfucker. Why? It stops at that same spot every time. Okay. Pause it. Okay. Pause it. Very, like YouTube. Very cool. YouTube is... Uh, and, uh, it's like a hard drive for your brain. Yeah. Temporary. This is like Eminem. <laughs> oh. It's funny because it's really primitive, right? Yeah. That's what I was talking about with the Josh Petty. That. <laughs> oh, that's it? <laughs> not as, uh, not as spectacular as That I wasn't am. the whole run. Or was that the whole run? Was that maybe just his first run? I remember it being at night. Really? My memory is like, it's at night, and it's like, really grand. That was like, he had already had the top run? score. Oh, let's watch Arlo's actually too. So this... Which one? Uh, that one. That's His winning run? So he, so he won in... 1996? Yeah, Arlo won before. the year before. And then so he runs up and grabs Feinberg. Arlo Eisenberg. Watch. 22. Learn about his sport. His sport. Learn about his sport. Oh, case it. Smooth as hell though, hey? Oh, wow. It still is like unrefined though. Oh, that trick is like 540 where it usually looks nice up to the soul. Oh fuck, he did like a misty over that thing. It's got attitude. He's such a bad boy. Look at that his hair. That was a sick shirt, that uh, Majestic 12. Shirt. The 13 shirt. He was only 22 here, hey? Yeah. Wow. Skating's fucking tiring. Oh. He's like me, where I really... He doesn't, like, launch the launch box. He hits it, like, in a really weird way. Those things were hard to launch. I don't even know if I could launch that now. That was sick. Oh, not your standard 540 over the spine. What he was doing. What was he doing, Toe tap. That was the toe tap 540. And here the 270 rotates around 270 degrees. 270 degrees. You always sound smarter when you don't just say 270. You say 270 degree rotation. God damn. I could get that job. Deion Anthony was third. 
Shit. I could get that job announcing, but like only if I was just making a mockery of it, I would do really well. <laughs> like basically just talking like the nineties rollerblading announcer this is guy. Absurd. This is like <laughs> watching this stuff is completely absurd when you start you're older and you have like that this stuff actually happened in time. Yeah. That there was an announcer it was real. on a television broadcasted to like every home, people just hanging out, yeah. people in bars. It was big. Rollerblading was everywhere. Yeah. Imagine when he's six and then Arlo, like the face of this like let's learn about his sport or whatever they said at the start. His and now it's sport. like it's like a bunch of lost children who still do it. It's very, very under and it's underground. I know it is. It is underground. Weird, because that term we down here. (laughs) That technically that term shouldn't exist anymore. Nothing is really underground. Nothing is underground. But it is. What is underground? Nothing. Nothing. Rollblading is the only thing that is still underground. Did you watch that Bill Burr thing? That uh, um, Todd or what's his name? Tyler something maybe who posts on the board. We should watch that too. Pa- pause. Which which one? Pause quickly. Uh, he, it's a comedian thing, but he's doing a tour of Venice and he's talking about how uh, homophobia killed rollerblading. <laughs> no. Yeah, let's it's watch. Really this. good. And then we'll, we'll, <laughs> so it was okay, Tyler posted it. <laughs> Tyler Patel posted it. And uh, we had some streaming and loading and waiting and yeah, we're on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> we don't have the Ethernet here, so it's a little bit slow. Yeah, but we're so. gonna, we're gonna talk a bit until it until it loads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, podcast! I I wanted to do yeah, I wanted to start out trying to play it straight for like 10, 10 minutes or so. Where you're not playing characters, but you get stuck in one vibe, and you're joking, but no, you just laughs. push it. Yeah, that's why the yeah Bone Zone's really good for that. I was talking about. They like I love the comedy style when people say things wrong, and uh, get like facts wrong, <laughs> and say things that sound like they know facts or the truth, <laughs> but they're just. Like making shit up really convincingly, that super super dry yeah. humor. <laughs> you have to be so good at improv though, because like some of the guys, I'm like, they can go for. I swear, sometimes like it feels like the whole podcast is a joke, a and they don't joke. burst out into laughter. Man, you have yeah that uh, Brian Callen and Kevin Hart podcast oh. <laughs> is amazing for that because the the guest keeps getting mad at him, and it's Brian Callen's like. Just trying to talk. No, it's Kevin Hart that's just fucking with uh, Brian Callen and like making fun of his podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's still fucking slow as shit. Yeah, hey, that's tough. It's tough. Slow internet. Slow internet. Can you imagine no internet? Fuck. You'd have to. Would it be good? Would it be bad? You wouldn't even be able to see what you saw. Anymore? Anymore. You see it once, that's it. Fuck. It's amazing. Like, well, back in the days of YouTube, when you could watch any video at any time. Wow, really? That (laughs) existed? Yes. Anything you could think of was online. Fuck. That's a good way to, like, 
really appreciate what we have now is to think about time in reverse. If we were losing this and we were going into the 90s, how fucking awesome this is. It's an extension people, of people your memory. People are so spoiled. It's an extension of your memory. Yeah. Like, you can... And the comments are so... Like, you can watch a commercial that... Like, in the 90s or something, that you when you were watching Saved by the Bell, a commercial that would pop up. And, like, you can try and look that up if you yeah. know what it is, if you know the name you of it. And then it's, it. there's people commenting, saying, like, I remember this too. Like, wow, or... or that's crazy. It's yeah. like you're sharing your memories with other people. Totally. Like things that were like kind of stored in your head. How does that work? Like, cause we don't know memory. everything about the brain. Memories. <laughs> like, Mem- memories How does memory work? I was thinking about this the other day. Have you ever watched Blade Runner? Yeah. So there's, is there like two different versions of the movie where he, he is a cyborg at the end of the movie and there's an ending where he is isn't and that he's a human being and that, sure. that that the idea of that movie is that we could technically be machines right now and we might think that we have memories but they've actually just been planted because time isn't actually real there's only there's right now like this yeah. room and everything and we're creating this but how do we actually know that we had a childhood how do we know that our memories are real yeah. and that's a valid question yeah because it's almost it's just as absurd to think that we witnessed it and we stored it in this fucking hard drive and we can like recall it 20 years later that is equally as ridiculous as thinking that we were just born this morning with all these just memories that we have this whole life behind us but it's actually just this one day that's where it's like it would make sense that we're we are tech we are machines that we are robots we're just really advanced well, we, like organic we, are, we are the birthers of robots and technology. We have machines. Or we are the, the genitals the of our technology. Yeah. That. We have brought it oh, about. That one's, that's such a great quote. Was it Marshall McLuhan? Yeah. Where we are the sex organs of technology yeah. or something like that. We exist we are the only sex organs to of computers. improve next year's model. Again, see, we're here to make shit. We are. And then, and, and, and the crazy thing, like the Jesus. interesting thing is that tech, technology is, is, is natural because yeah. it, it was created by a product of nature. <laughs> we are a product Have of nature. Have you watched that George Carlin bit on plastic? No. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's too bad we have this slow internet. Fuck, he's, it's like a bit where he's like, maybe the only reason we're here is plastic. <laughs> just to make plastic. To make it in for it to have There's plastics. that theory that the only reason we're here is to mine gold. Oh, that one's insane. That, it's because like, why are we so obsessed with gold? It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, what, why, is it actually why is it so special? You can still go gold panning at Tronquil. People go gold panning all the time. You can still yeah. find gold there and you don't need a license or whatever. Why is there this one thing, like, you can, it's so small and it doesn't do anything, but you can sell it for a lot of money, like, people really want it. That, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. You know what's really interesting about where we live, and we did a bunch of shit with it in elementary school, but school sucks, and it's hard to be interested, like, we're in gold country, there was a gold rush here. Yeah. How far, Barkerville's pretty close. Well, gold country is like... There's a tourism area that we've done videos for where it's like gold country is like, it's a district of like Logan Lake, Lytton, 
Barkerville, there's like Cash Creek, Ashcroft, there's like lots of uh, gold country. That's why we're here. Yeah, and we, there it's was because like, of gold. Well, that's why like this, this people. Well, that's why we're in Kamloops. Like that's why. Oh, because that was the birth of. It was a trading town. Yeah. Originally, because we're central. But gold. God, I really. A useless, pointless rock. They need to make history more interesting. History is really interesting. That's the thing. They need to. No, just, just when you you learn to hate it because it's in school. Oh, that you the history class yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. But like the actual thing, how we got here, what happened, like, it's so interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. They sh- they Have sh- you gone to, like, the archives in Kamloops? They're super, they're amazing when you get no. to look at photos of Kamloops in 1918 from really far away. Jesus. Yeah. And now we have YouTube. Look, it hasn't even loaded. Uh, press play. Let's just, just press play. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna refresh the page. That's what I'm gonna Are you do. Sure. Yeah. Hard refresh. That's Make like sure and click at the right part though. Twenty seconds. So. Th- oh. My God. oh. Uh, Samsung has me reward a talented man. Kenny Hart. Look at that. Oh, he looks so This is the uh, famous. This is the uh, Santa Monica. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yacht Harbor Sports Fishing Boating Cafe. Going. There's no yachts there. There's no sports fishing. It's broke people fishing off the pier, and it's fat tourists going down there, getting cotton candy, which I've never understood. It's like eating like sugary air, you know. You know that's what fat people think clouds taste like. <laughs> this is one of the last places that you can actually rollerblade without being, you know, berated with a bunch of homophobic slurs. So everyone was rollerblading. Then one day, all of a sudden, this joke came around. What's the hardest thing about rollerblading? Telling your parents you're gay. Right? And then everybody just dropped out. Everybody just stopped fucking rollerblading. And then everybody started laughing at the fucking joke. Acting like they still didn't have their old pair of rollerblades in the back of their closet. It was bullshit. Did you look at that shit? That was good. Everybody goes out there and Isn't goes that good? It was good. I stand yeah. there. That's it. You know, just it's waiting so, for it's someone true. to get eaten by a shark. It's, it was like a couple of slurs, and that was it. Rollblading is gay. And it stuck. Done. It worked. It the, fucking worked. Have you ever watched that Alan Moore thing where he's like the artists were the magicians that you could write a satire on a family name because not everyone could write. Like, not everyone was a talented artist. So right. you could ruin someone's family name way, way, way back when. You could write yeah. a book about and shit on someone's family, and they would almost be like cursed, like it was yeah. like a magic curse. So technically, like a joke sometimes, like it a racist joke, it has the power of a, like it is magic in some way. Yeah. That, it, 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 and it, that it, joke. That we are under a spell. Because I never heard it said that way, and obviously the Jacob article is a great counterpoint to but I feel like that it's not necessarily pro rollerblading but it finally had an intelligent thing to say about that joke yeah because I mean, it's everybody a, it's did a fun activity it's everybody really fun had, everybody has rollerblades still in their garage or at yeah. least in a, and rollerblades have improved since then so like you watch the videos of people poking fun at rollerblading like young kids or whatever and it's a pair of skates that them or their parents had like it's an older pair of skates but they're always accessible they're always, always there. They're in a garage or in a bin or something like that. Do you that. see how, how uh, that guy tweeted that image of rollerblades on a Tupperware package? 
It was perfect. Perfect. That is, of you can just picture the guys in the boardroom like, hmm, what would we put on, on the image of the tote? So, like, what, what do people store away something in totes? that they may have used once or twice. They don't want to give away, but they might. They want to keep them around, but they don't plan on using it anytime soon. How about rollerblades? Oh, yes. Brilliant. I have rollerblades in a storage bin. Awesome. Everybody says how they have rollerblades in a storage bin. Yeah. Perfect. And that's the funny thing about when he posted that. I had just bought one of those like weeks before to put some of my... And it's not because... Totes are pretty... Totes are very handy. Yeah. To have for storage. Yeah. Yeah. Really easy to move. They're going to outlast us too. Yep. They will be here Good time capsules. Than us. Totes. How long does does plastic last? Like longer than any. Probably a long time. Yeah. It's it's fucked up to think that our, what our bodies are, our flesh. Like once we die, we only last like what a few months. It should. It's just gone. It sucks, kind of. It's, it's not, just gone. It's not the best design for what I want to do personally, but well, it's a great teacher. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is a great teacher. You know. My God, I, we were installing the, that light. And I had to like hold it. It, it went. If you imagine, oh, like yeah. a U. get it screwed in. We, so I had to hold it to the ceiling, but like yeah. it had parts that came down, right? So I was holding it like like a weightlifter, like yeah. lifting a thing. That hurts after and a while. It, like the feeling in my shoulders yeah. was it That's hurt a, so. There's some much. Yoga, yoga poses where you have to hold like your arms. I have pretty strong shoulders. Like really I can hold them. Time. Yeah. That's where, you know... But holding, like, a, just a little bit of weight, it was, like, a few pounds, like... You could have oh. the strongest shoulders in the world if you're not breathing properly. I was making a point to breathe properly. Through the nose? Nose breathing? I was through the, through the nose. Gotta be nose breathing. Really? Then you could have been there for a really long time. Instead of being, like... Like, you can't get proper breaths, but if you were holding it up like this and you're just, like... Why does it matter what hole it goes through? Doesn't it go to the same place? Like it's ultimately going um, into the lungs. The, the ujjayi breath or pranayama or whatever they call it. It's like with your throat. That when you breathe through your nose, you can really open up your throat. Really? Yeah. And like. Is it like your like, mouth when you're like right now? If I try and if I try and go like, if I try and go. You can kind of do it with your mouth. But it's easier to go. It's almost because the the note it's like smaller holes, so it limits how much can go in at a time. Yeah, you so like it's more regular. You constrict your throat, and you're supposed to sound like Darth Vader. You constrict your throat, and you can do really slow in and out breaths. It's fun sometimes. Uh, you've probably done it before, but where you like see how long you can draw in a breath for, and then wait for a second and see yeah. how long you can let it exit for. And if you can get ten of those. I swear it's like a switch in your body where you can actually change. You go from like here to like you change the alpha, beta, theta or whatever. Like how they say when you try a float tank, you can just with your breathing get to the point just before you fall asleep. Um, or sorry, the one just above that. I don't know the names. It's funny. I, I just... Let me think. I've, I've always thought that I was like... Be trying to be aware of my breathing. Yeah. But recently, I really started to try to like take really long inhales. It's amazing if you can just from remind hearing, yourself here and there. Hearing on the Rogan podcast that he he said he could breathe, take an inward breath for a minute. Yeah. I was like, 
It's amazing what? if you can do that. Probably from floating, he can do that. Floating is really good for learning about your breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, and I tried it, and I, I can only like breathe in for like 15 seconds. It's through your nose though, which is probably through his nose that he's talking. Through your mouth, that would be really hard. Through your nose, you can go super slow and draw it in for a really long period of time. And you learn also a lot about like that a lot of people breathe from here, but I, you can also fill up like, you can really feel like you're filling up. Isn't that funny? Like you're while you're doing it, you can body. find places to yeah, there's put pockets. the air. Because there's like if you if you move it's like your body a fuck too. Because there's people who are like like all leaned over, like <laughs> holding their breath. I saw someone the other day. It was so hot outside. They were smoking a cigarette and drinking a pop. And it's like, oh yeah, I could really go for a pop and a cigarette and a soda. <sighs> like a like a warm bottle of Pepsi and a fucking cigarette in the hot sun. Yeah, this is good. You can't always trust your appetite, <laughs> can you? <laughs> no, I'm gl I'm so glad like I can still take a drag from a cigarette once in a while just to get the head rush. The idea of smoking all the time though is so gross. Oh, just having smoke, to do it. People who smoke in the hot sun are like, I see people, it's like so hot outside, they're smoking inside of their car. Oh yeah. There's a better way. There's a much better way. <laughs> what the place that they're trying to get to with the smokes. It doesn't even get you anywhere. It doesn't get you anywhere. No. Smoking does not get you anywhere. No. Nowhere. Nowhere. It's, There's no benefit. It's, it's not like, oh, no, I started it's, smoking and I... And I it's, I'm on a new wavelength now. <laughs> it's the tiniest reward that lasts yeah. no time at all, and it quickly flips into feeling shitty. And a lot of the people don't even know that like, when they go for their smoke break, they could very easily just not have the cigarette and just be looking at... Because what other things... like, It's just a ritual thing. That yeah. If they just took out the cigarette and stood outside or whatever, and were just like, Instead of taking a drag of a cigarette, it's like that may take be the only time that's in America. If you're going to take a deep breath, why not take a deep breath with a cigarette? Like, yeah. That's kind of what it's like. They it's do. almost like the, that, it's like a trick because like it feels good just to go leave the situation and just take some deep breaths. Yeah. But then people just associate that yeah. with the cigarette, which it's like, it's fun to like, well, and there is like feel something go in. There's the tiniest reward from nicotine. Yeah, tiniest oh, yeah. reward. But and it's very it, oh, it's like nothing for people who smoke. It's they. There's no. There's zero high. Like when you have a dragon, it's smoke amazing. And I, I do. It's, it's a great, great little rush. Yeah. They don't get nothing, but they still. It's harder to quit than heroin. Like smoking and drinking, <laughs> man. Yeah. I get the, I get the... Nah, just drugs not with the times. What's that? <laughs> you ever thought about taking drugs? We have to watch that. <laughs> That's online for sure. Did you see I posted, uh, I was going to post it on Facebook, but I was looking up paternity test results. When it's oh, like, on Jerry you, Springer? You are not the father. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? Oh, fuck. So, so good. It's, it was Maury Povich. Maury had lots of paternity test stuff. 
We I watched a lot. Like it was really popular with our generation. Was Jerry Springer? Jerry Springer. Yeah. Like I, I would like, watch it like every morning. They just got they got to that point where it's like people just want to see fights, so they just had yeah. fights. Like that just became the show. Yeah. Jerry Springer got so big that there was like a motion picture ringmaster. They like he was so big at one point that there was a Hollywood movie like a shitty Jerry Springer. Movie. What's Jerry Springer up to these days? Because it used still to be around. Yes. Well, Jerry's I don't final think he thought. does. It he... could be like the dumbest episode, and they always had Jerry's final thought. Yeah. He came out with a book. Of all the final thoughts from all the he shows. Did? Yeah. What? Yeah. I remember seeing it at Jerry someone's house. Was that on Fox? Jerry Springer must have been. Yeah, on it was Fox. Fox. It was Fox. <laughs> of course it was Fox. <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what is that about like network wise? It's like, yeah, Jerry Springer yeah, was Fox. totally Fox. <laughs> it's like the that, dirty network. <laughs> that part in The Simpsons where it's like Marge and Homer are watching, it sounds like they're watching porn and they're like, Fox turned into a softcore porn channel so quickly I didn't even notice it. <laughs> the Simpsons Fox. was on Fox, married with children. Their news always seemed like extra trashy. Yeah. Fox was just like, was that the trash network? <laughs> Brilliant. We're just gonna pick up all the filth. We're gonna be the evil There's station. There's like, like a... Lacey's parents. I think they weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. There was like kids. Yeah, I wasn't. That weren't allowed. Yeah, to watch I wasn't the allowed Simpsons. to watch The Simpsons. And it's to think about that. That that's so weird. Cause think of what you can watch now if you're a kid. Yeah. What you're gonna you're gonna try and tell your kid that they can't watch YouTube. It's it's fun. like okay like what do, I don't understand censoring a kid. Like it, I do. I well the, to a certain point. I mean it's to a the, certain uh, point. Yeah. But. TV or like 95% of it's, movies you would hope that uh, it's to bring it back to the first topic that we would see a rollerblading video and imitate it you're not developed enough you do a lot of imitating right and that's why there's cycles of fashion that's why you can go to Aberdeen Mall and kids will nag you to have the outfit that's cool like the idea of cool and all that stuff and right that that is part of, I don't know why, but, and unfortunately, the world that we live in, that will always be a thing until you're like 22, 23, or, and don't start smoking pot until after you're 18, apparently. You're good after oh, yeah. you're 18. Cause I would even say later. Later, later is good. But I, I think, I have a theory that the people who gain the most benefit from pot is in late, wait later. a long yeah, time. Yeah. Like, if you experience the first 30 years of your life without... Yeah. weed and very clean and sober yeah. that is in your favor yeah. and that's in your benefit and then to be open to smoking weed but after that yeah that's true it's like your mind is so developed in such like a clear yeah way for for like, me though like i'm really glad i did it those videos wouldn't have been good if it, like they no. would have still been good but it's like it helps you uh, realize that you are maybe somewhat of an individual and that you can do... Uh, well, it totally helps you. It totally helps it you realize you things that you wouldn't otherwise yeah. I mean, realize. We, we just had a good one. I had a really good one before our podcast went off. That's a good idea. Oh, really? What, you had a really good... We, yeah, we, the, we weren't recording, but I was thinking, like, if there's a story for inline skating... Aaron Feinberg. Yeah. So. You should. You should. Uh, should I say it? Yeah. 
Well, if uh, rollerblading was interested enough, uh, I would start a Kickstarter. One, if Aaron Feinberg was interested, uh, a documentary about Aaron Feinberg, but it would be about the story of skating through Aaron Feinberg's life, and I would make it, and rollerblading would help fund it. So if anybody thinks that's a good idea, I'll do it. I'll, I'll take two or three months off of work. I'll make it, and it'll be really good. Yeah, that would be sweet. So that would be really it's out there sweet. now, but who knows? Because he... he he is the story of rollerblading. He is. Aaron Fabric and Cap. That's where we came up with and, the idea. And to be at the point even now, even now where he is, is so interesting that he is still so fucking good at it. Yeah. He won the X Games on his 16th birthday. Yeah. He skated for all the biggest companies. He made He's probably the five most. five grand a month from wearing a sticker. There's so sticker much. There's a lot in there. There's so much in there. It's the classic story and there's there's so much footage that exists of him living that yeah. he could be telling the stories and you can match he's footage. absolutely the, the most intriguing if you were to follow one story through skating and the history of skating where's your where's your fucking weed <laughs> where's your fucking weed dude <laughs> is that that's in the usd tour video bonus yeah what a, what a dark video. What a dark video. There's not a lot of Feinberg quotes. He, he didn't talk much. Oh, man. In the words B-roll, when he's, he's like on a bike, or he's, he's like off of a bike, and he's wearing like his X Games medal, and he's so blazed, and he's talking about like grind off the roof or something. <laughs> There's like such amazing... Like, compiling all that stuff and figuring out what you wanted to use and, like, if he was interested in, in following his story through skating, yeah. it could be of help to not only people growing up right now through skating, because you would learn a lot of history, probably way more than Barely Dead, just by simplifying it, by just following one person yeah. through skating, it would help the public. Oh, shit. Garage Band is... Scanning your system. Do you, if you it want stopped. to use this device, do not. Dis do you want to use this device? That. Oh, that. See, Todd, this is the problem. The machine. <sighs> the machine decided what it wanted to do there. The machine made the decision for us that it yeah. was going to stop recording the podcast for a little bit, and it was wondering, do you want to use AirPlay? You didn't even have the choice. You should ask, like. You should be like, computer, switch to AirPlay. But the computer was like, hey, guys, I know you're podcasting. I'm just going to stop it for a sec. <laughs> and pop this little window up. That's in the future. Like, Do you want to use it? Get more and more like human, like when they interact. Better at like, like, like humans are just not too good at it. They'll just like, like, Hey, guys, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, I was just wondering. Like, no. That's why people of course can hate their jobs sometimes. Because yeah. there may as well just be a computer. Asking the questions. Just, a re just ridiculous requests. And if you fill this out here, you can win a $500 gift card. If you fill this out online and you circle the little thing on the receipt. When people are given the opportunity to act like computers, they will so behave. 
Hi, how are you today? Good. How are you? I, I did that at Starbucks, that exact... The, vo the I hate fucking drive-through. I don't like it. I don't like going through it. Sometimes it's like convenient, but it's Hello, like I hate Starbucks. talking to the thing. I hate talking. Hello, welcome to Starbucks. My name is Caitlin. How may I take your order? Oh hi. Or, how, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. I'm I'm terrible. My wife cheated on me. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> how are you today? I've, I've done it. Pretty hungover. <laughs> but then, like, on that thing, like, you don't even want to make that joke. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm hungover. Could I please get, like, like, it, yeah. you're there for a certain, you're not there to chat to the voice on the thing. You want to get your, your latte. <laughs> you don't even want to make I, jokes. I Horrible. <laughs> I broke my leg. I'm gonna die tomorrow. Could I please get a... <laughs> it's, a it's such a North American thing to not actually say how you're doing. Yeah. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Actually, what can I get you today? <laughs> oh no. That's how it goes. Fuck. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. It would never work, but if everybody was just high all the time, if everybody was just smoking really? all the time, it would be way more interesting, but no one would be able to get anything done. Um. Our pace, too. The pace is too fast. The pace, there's too much. It should be, like, required that you have to have... But the, but the, funny, the, the, the funny thing is, is the pace... What are actually, uh, if you're smart, the pace actually allows for more time. Oh, if yeah, that's true. you utilize it correctly. That's true. Because the pace at which you can get things done is a lot quicker. Why is Giving you more time for not getting shit done. Yeah. But people just find more shit that they need to get done. That's true. But if you're smart, like... So the short interactions have a purpose. Yeah, I don't want to waste my time talking to these yeah. people. I got shit to do. They could have something interesting to say, but they no, want. They, they probably just, won't. They just want to finish their fucking shift and move on to their shit that they're interested in. They don't care. Why is buying shit so fun? Like you can make coffee at home as much as you want, but it's like, it's like the cigarette thing. Yeah. It's like a stupid loophole where we're just we're just dumb enough to. Mad props for people who, can come. Completely, uh, that are really good with their money to the point of even like they just don't even buy Starbucks. I've tried so many times. Have you ever been like, no, no more? Well, let's just stop. I think when we added it up one time, we tried to like add up what we saw. It wasn't two months. It wasn't. It wasn't an astronomical amount of money. So much that it seemed ridiculous not to do it anymore. But it was just enough to think of like this is kind of stupid that. Yeah you could spend this much on Starbucks. And, and it's not all the time. It's a treat. It's not like every day and it feels fun to do it. What's up with that? What's up with that? It's, it become, it, it very easily becomes habitual for people. And you get like, like it's on the way to work. Like, like if I was going out to work, yeah. I don't want to drink coffee at home because I want to get my coffee and have it while I'm working. Yeah, that's true. So I will stop 
but and even get a when coffee. Even when there's coffee at work, it's still really fun to go to Starbucks like partway through the day. If you go to Starbucks and you get a Starbucks, it's very the it's a very interesting thing about coffee is it's very accepted in the workplace. Like, hey, we're going for a Starbucks run. It's like, oh, really? Like, like it's like a fucking Starbucks commercial. Everyone gets excited. Like, oh, could you could you pick me up something? It's like, really? Like Starbucks. Props, you're amazing. But like, if you were like, I'm going to, uh, like, I'm going, I'm going to Booster Juice. Do you guys want something? No, maybe, maybe, maybe. Booster Juice is more of like a random social thing. If you're out and you're near a Booster Juice, you might get one. I'm, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to Burger King. You guys want burgers? No, no I'm good. I'm good. Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> We're gonna get jacked on coffee and we're gonna have a great time doing this stupid shit. Low yeah, get me something. Yeah. Low level cocaine. Yeah. Which oh. I've never tried, but I imagine coffee being just a minor version. It's of a that. bump. Yeah. It's just a little like, bump. This shit is boring. Let's get some caffeine in this bitch. That it's it is really fun. Like the fact that we did drink coffee and smoke weed at this time. That's Late a, a good like now, like structure-wise, it doesn't work. But when you're younger, that's a good yeah. structure. Yeah. If you, if every all, all of your friends work at night, yeah, that was, was the perfect. best. Sleep until twelve. You have like five or six hours. Go skate. Well, you <laughs> you would go skate. You would go to work, and then you would drink coffee. It was a great eat. structure. That was yeah. Like, it wouldn't work forever, obviously. No. But in that time, it was perfect. Really yeah. good. And it was great that we all like. Went into that kind of situation. We all found jobs where we could work at night, and then we skate during the day. We work until like ten or eleven, and then we edit like the rest we of the night. Very, that was great. Uh, we were dedicated and very dedicated. Yeah. Our whole, we set up our our situations around, around it. rolling yeah. it and making. There's videos. like work ethic wise. There's like a lot there. I think sports. Oh, yeah. I always try and like think about. I think sports. I had a decent work ethic in school, but sports taught me more about like uh, uh, the idea of like being a professional. Anything you kind of learn it in sports, like you have to show up to practice, and you have to show up to. The, I don't know, it's like, like working. It's like, like I think it's still a fun activity, kind of like sports are fun, yeah. but it has a serious tone that there's like times that you need to be places. It's almost yeah. To, there's an etiquette to it and that, teamwork that, and yeah, that fear aspect, like that, like that, that expectation that you know that that moment's gonna come when that puck is gonna drop and you are gonna be in that very intense yeah. situation. Yeah, that like knowing that is coming kind of keeps you on your toes. Yeah, and it makes Definitely. you humble. Yeah, you it don't become you, a piece of shit. Although you don't be, you, you, you might become a piece of shit, but. Yeah. It helps you kind of think about not becoming a piece of shit. Yeah. And in those early years, it's very healthy to have that. It's like fear is a very good thing. Yeah, the fear of the yeah. Or the fear gotta, or desire. You gotta show it's up. Like, you gotta show up. You gotta play. You guys gonna come out to play. You gonna you, you gonna live a McDonald's life? No. Did I ever tell you that we got like after a baseball game? We didn't play too very well, and our coach was like giving. You know, did you ever get lectures after hockey games? Where the coach would be like, "I don't oh, remember any." Alf wants to talk to us, and and we would walk like away from all the parents. It was a big to do. Like, 
no, Alf wants to talk to us. Come on, we'd walk like out to like left field where no one was out there, and we'd all be sitting there, and it'd be like a big speech like, you guys are playing like shit. Are, you, are we here to like be serious? Am I wasting my time with you guys? Oh yeah, I always remember that. <laughs> Is this just a big waste of, you think I just show up here cause, cause I, cause I love to hang out with you <laughs> That's guys? It's like a standard coach speech. Like, you're wasting my time, you're wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is oh, like, shit. that's why you, you have to coach some shit because yeah. it's, oh my like, God. I don't know if I can, I can't be that guy I don't, I don't like, think I can be that guy. I, I'd coach my own. You but, are, but, you are literally embarrassing yourselves out there. <laughs> Your parents come out to these games and they the feel way, it too. It's the, embarrassing. The wasting time is like, the <laughs> The teachers, teachers. That's not just coaches. Like teachers might say. <laughs> you even, go home and I don't even know why I show up here anymore. Yeah. Like, why don't you guys? Do you guys even need me? I don't think so. Do you? Even <laughs> Our coach. This one time, he, he's like, he's like, uh, you you play like this, you go out into life, and you act like this, you're gonna live a McDonald's life. <laughs> And then, so does that mean my and then Billy Preston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Billy Preston. I was just gonna tell it's him all him quiet. It's all quiet. He's like, he's like, uh, uh, I, I like McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and then just Stop. like, leave, get out of here, go home. <laughs> I was just gonna tell a story where it's like my coach had to get like some certification or something like that. Yeah. So one of the things was he had to film like the hockey practice. So he had to film himself talking to us before the practice and send like this thing in to get oh, certified. Shit. And I think it was like Billy Preston fucked the whole video up. <laughs> I think. <laughs> if there's a video camera in front of kids, it's like you can't speak to fucking Billy Preston. <laughs> That, it was Billy Preston, right? Yeah. Amazing. Such a shit. Ah, uh, French-Canadian jazz, <laughs> but like, like the John Bling, like, like that French-Canadian athlete, cocky. Yeah. Really fucking really good. Really good. And yeah. so fucking arrogant. Billy Preston. Did I say Billy Prisling? Billy Preston. Billy Preston. <laughs> and like, that's a good name. You yeah. You are obviously shit. gonna, so he was really fucking good at baseball and hockey. Yeah. And his his dad was amazing. His dad was intense, eh? <laughs> he would be like, this kind of passion's amazing. He would be like, there would be parents that would yell, but sometimes he would like get up over the boards, like he would be climbing over the boards and yelling at the ref. Didn't didn't you tell me that Billy Preston like climbed over the boards and started that, fighting his dad? That was a, game? that was during a kid game. It wasn't Billy Preston. We there was times where I think. Uh, People would yell back at their parents. I did yep. it once. Like people would yell back. But there's a famous kibbutz. Uh, if you went to TV Seven, it would be in their archives. They played it one time, and it was uh, it was really funny because this is a classic example of like how things work. Is it the classic thing of the bully? Like when the kid finally stands up, the kid was like in a penalty box or something, and it was a parent yelling at him, and the kid just. He climbed up over the boards and started chasing the parent, and the parent started running away. Yeah. Because it was like you never expect. You feel so safe yelling from the distance. So fuck. Yeah. I can't believe. I couldn't imagine that. I can't believe that's a normal thing for parents to like 
yell at their kids fucking playing hockey. My dad was pretty good, but he downplays sometimes that I swear he's just like blocked out how how into it he got. Yeah. Like having to uh, be on a long drive home when you played a shitty game and your your dad is like disappointed in you. Jesus Christ. And then you can't I'm sure like they can't help it because they want you to do the best, but like it's great, and when they yell, and it's like, you know, there's just parents sitting around talking about how good or not good you're playing. I rode my bike past the baseball game the other day. Fucking parents that don't do fucking shit. They don't do anything. You are judging your. You don't do anything. You sit in the. They do everything. They pay for you. They raise you. They gave up doing shit for for you. you. So there's a little bit of anger there. Yeah. That's under. I'm sure that's like Jesus. If, if the parent, if the hockey parent was to go to a psychiatrist, I'm sure that's the large part of the issue. Yeah. Is that I have no time for myself anymore. So you better do Maybe fucking you, good. You better achieve my dreams because I gave up my dreams for you, you little shithead. Jesus, I'm glad I had a girl. <laughs> yeah, that it'd probably be easier for yeah. that. Yeah. Bo- like yeah, that can be tough. But even a boy like. I, I, was I don't riding, know, I couldn't be that, I wouldn't be that person. Like, I was fuck, riding my whatever. bike, like, and this is kind of related to that, we live in the year 2013, I was riding my bike, like, MacArthur Island, there's, uh, there's like a path by the skate park now that you can ride your bike kind of like towards the BMX, like, yeah. path directly down there, and it was like, in the morning, and there was all these parents, like, drinking coffee, and kids warming up for baseball, and like, coaches with like the goatee that looked really fucking serious and stuff and I just had it was on the way back so I was like the exercise that, that whatever the thing not dopamine or the thing that gets released when your surroundings really start to change and instead of looking at baseball and being like oh it's a baseball game at MacArthur Island I was like it was that kind of like weird hike and I was like this is really old fashioned and stupid I'm like people like there's still young kids that are like there's a number there's there's numbers slapped on human beings playing a really basic game with like parents and co- like and everybody's taking this really seriously right now it seems yeah. really oh. old fashioned it well, was yeah. like go and, fucking smoke some more weed buddy yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> i, I, I Sports are important to build certain values. Like but they are fucking silly. No, I totally agree with you. I Sports was playing are the character. Funny. Um, they're so ridiculous. And when, when you throw kids in the mix and then their parents are out there like, like play harder. Play, and they got so fucking guts. Yeah. Like that is, that is what's there going was like on this, all over the there was like fucking world. This fat, tan dude with the tank top and the shorts and the goatee and the Tim yeah. Hortons coffee. And I was like, you are, there's like, like, why don't you do something? Yeah. Why don't you actually just go like walk around instead of like sitting there in anger looking at your kid wishing he was doing better? It was fucking weird. Your kid would be probably play better if you were actually doing something. The number idea to me was really funny. The numbers, yeah. Like, Like little barcodes on their back. Slap a number on like, and then like, oh, I hate number 14. Or like, it just simplifies yeah. the... Oh, number five fucking sucks. I fucking hate that guy. 
we fucking like for cat. Remember for cat, we would have numbers. Yeah, and all that cat. It's competitive. Like pieces of paper. Slap you got have a number. Yeah, if it's a real competition. Yeah. What what number are you? I thought this was a competition. Where's your number? Are you even trying you're to just, win? You're just a number. That's all you are. Social insurance. We're just. Born there. Number slapped on us. That's it. That's it. That's it. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You're just a number now. You're not even a person. <laughs> you're gonna get a job. What are you gonna do? I have, to, I have to pee again. Me too. Oh, yeah. Should we try and do like maybe 15 more minutes? A little bit more? Yeah, yeah just yeah, a little yeah. bit. I gotta pee too. Okay, take a little break. We'll be back. Water is awesome. Oh shit. Is that actually. <sighs> Officer Edward! Shad says. Send. Send. It's such what, a healthy what? thing to, to, to think, think that, that you're, you're going to die. Yeah. It, like, I think about it. If there was just a pill that I could take that would make me think that I was dying. You would never do I it. would take it. Oh, you would? I would love to take it. That would be awesome. Really? Yeah, that's like a part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that part. But it, it's super beneficial when you come out on the other side. Yeah. I just hate it in the moment, but that's the it's way It's like a way to face... Death. Mm-hmm. And when you when then you, you realize that. that it was just an illusion, it's like oh, you, you gain something huge from that. I feel so guilty talking about this stuff on the podcast. Like I worry about 
for a certain uncle or whatever would hear about it. And it's so dumb that you have that voice in the it back is, of yeah. your head. Because that, like the mushroom story, I was so scared to tell. And it was probably like one of the most important experiences that I've had in terms of like thrusting me forward a little bit in life. That it helped. It was a shortcut. And then, you know, I would never, even when I say I'm not advocating anything, but that it was so important when I had a wrecked ankle and realized I had to cut this person out of my life and get healthier. And it was like, I would have gotten there so much slower without the mushroom. It was a bad, it was a terrible, terrible trip. And I didn't touch anything really for years. Like I was always very weary of- So you did mushrooms and you went skating? Uh, I tried to go skating, but my ankle was still really hurt. And then when I got to the park, I tried to skate and my ankle was super wrecked that I couldn't even like roll around. I couldn't even have fun and then yeah. I was stuck with oh, a person who camping well everyone probably knows and then it was the first time that I saw like a physical like a dark like a cloud around someone when I knew I needed to get as far away from them as I possibly could and that I needed to let my ankle heal up and I needed to stop smoking weed and not I wasn't even drinking that much but I just needed to like I was craving Get such healthy. clarity like right. I wanted and then that's I've told the story so many times but that's like when I decided I wanted to go to school and like so much came out of that one experience have you told this story so many times yeah a couple times I told it once in full and then I think I brought it up a couple times because it's the one of the most important like development parts of my life. It was such a bad trip. So the truth serum, like seeing things for how they actually were and seeing where your life was going if you stayed on that path. Yeah, I really appreciated my family as like a safe place and that and my girlfriend at the time I really appreciated. I really, it was like this weird thing where I realized their objective perspective on what I was doing at that time was so important and I locked into that and that's when I realized like I was putting all my eggs in one basket and there was so much wrong with the basket or that I needed to start distributing other places and then it was that it was the I swear it was like one of the first times where I realized I could go uh, I don't even know how to explain it not go solo with skating but that you can still enjoy skating but be far away from what you thought it was I have no idea how to explain it but well it's almost better when it when it becomes that yeah. when, it, when you take charge of what it can be yeah as opposed to trying to make it what you think it should because it was like I was going to film like we were going to do mushrooms at the park early in the morning and film and hopefully and then it was like it was so dark when they when they came on that I had been I had almost like hypnotized myself to believe that this was working like that this was a good idea to yeah and that I was so far away from myself or that's such a dumb version of saying it but like I was so out of touch with where I could take my life if that makes that's, any sense yeah that's the funny thing is that the mushrooms won't lie to you no if you are on a silly path or, or whatever, and if, if you are convincing yourself of something, and it's very powerful that you went and you did the thing that the mushrooms ended up telling you that 
you shouldn't well you can do it but yeah. you shouldn't place so much value on it and you saw it for what it was I feel like I've had maybe similar experiences maybe not as intense as like doing mushrooms and doing it but yeah. I have gone skating and maybe smoked some weed or, or whatever and been sitting there and been like this is so lame like yeah. I'm I'm trying to make this like as awesome as I think yeah. that I should be like I'm pretending yeah. almost yeah for sure it's like the, all these people you see them as like dark. robotic yeah. and like they're not being themselves they're like yeah. they're conditioned to act a certain way and like yeah. I've, I've I've been there and it's been it's a really hard dark. thing to articulate too it's a really hard thing to put into Party but I think it's just the right set of words the, the right set of words <laughs> American pie. Oh, this place is like American pie. I think um, it's almost like it's 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 when you've been doing something for as long as we have, and you've experienced it as a teenager, and you're still doing the same thing when you turn into your twenties and your thirties. In our case, you're gonna go through some times where you look at the thing and you're like, "This is so lame," because you. That's why high school sweethearts that get married, it's would, crazy. They would go through the same yeah. thing. That means like there's so much put on their own development as people that as long as they keep developing as people then the thing that can't be named which is the thing also like it's just so weird like your relation to skating has the peaks and valleys and the falling yeah. in love and the falling out of and it needs to change it needs, needs to, change. to change it can't it's impossible evolve. for it to stay it's novelty. possible for anything to stay no, the exactly universe the same. loves novelty. Yeah. yeah, and we love novelty. Yeah. Our beings need new input. Yeah. It, everything needs to change. There's love, like a normalized filter. When you say, oh, you, say you, you love someone and you're going to be with them forever, that you can be with someone forever, but That's that, that needs to change. Too. Yeah, yeah. That your relationship to each other needs to change. And if you're going to do an activity for. What's your What's that thing? I think it was the cat. I think she's like swatting it like oh. flies. Or... So much so, so fun. <laughs> that, yeah, but that. Everything. It, nothing's going to stay the same. And yeah. especially like going from a t the teenagers. I think that's why a lot of people give up what they did when they were a teenager because there's yeah, a sense in your 20s. Documentary. Yeah, there's a sense in your 20s where it's like, oh, I can't just keep doing what I did when I was a teenager and there's like a and huge urge to pull away. But you can. But then a lot of times people hit their late 20s and their 30s and they're like, wait a minute, I really liked doing that. Unless and there was nothing wrong with it. Unless it's like partying really hard and making bad yeah. choices. Yeah. Because... Well, actually, no, you can do that. You can, but it's, it's good to take breaks yeah. from that. You yeah. can't constantly do that. But a lot of people will give up, like, hockey. They used to play hockey, and they're like, oh, I'm done with that. Or, like, playing in the band, and then they, you know, they, they're like, wait a minute. Like, that was really awesome. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing that. And that's a really common thing. It did, like, there was such a, like, the craziest burst of novelty when I played hockey again. And it hadn't been, like, it had been... 14 year break yeah and I but you still actually really I was enjoyed. really good at it I it was really fun and uh, it enhanced every other part of my life I remember after I had done it 
like it was a super rewarding experience the mushroom that 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 study where it's like didn't they find out that the mushroom actually it doesn't change anything in your brain chemistry it just cuts off something that it, normalizes yeah, your experience like something. there's something there's like a limiter that keeps you uh like your uh experience of reality is normalized by this one thing and then when you take the mushrooms it cuts off that so like you could stare at a glass like right now I'm like this is a glass full of like all of the we information our brains like, naturally normalize everything like it's a quick like it's normal it's icons everything's it's like icons quick reference I walk into this yeah. room I can quickly say like oh, it's a color I could count these if I wanted to like you can quickly go through all of the information but I guess yeah so the mushroom would make you be in awe of like the tiniest little yeah. thing like the latch on that door you could really start to think about how that works and so therefore it's a perfect way to break out of habit yeah it's and it's so much of our lives are based on like habitual just momentum yeah. like yep this is what i'm doing and you, it's easy just not to think about it because that's the way our brains fucking work yeah but then you take that away and your brain is suddenly just information just pouring into and that's when you waterfall think and that's it's like holy shit this is so intense it's yeah. where you think you might die sometimes too because or of that. think you're dead i thought uh let me think so that i remember it, that experience uh with the, my ankle injury and at the skate park and stuff it, it was the closest i've had to it yeah like a near like i didn't feel like i was dying but i felt like i, I wasn't gonna come like uh where you're suffering so much in the moment you're suffering in your own body in your yeah. own mind and then it's almost like you're burning through something like you need to experience that that yeah. uh this is like the wouldn't they say the hero's journey right like you leave the you uh you hear the call you refuse the call and you don't want to go and then you go and then you experience a death and then you come back with the treasure or the elixir after going on the quest uh, they say that that's like the standard psychedelic journey to a strong one that you experience a death yeah it's funny that I I speak so highly of that experience and I think so highly of that it's experience but most sucks all of them that I've had when I had them it's like fuck what did I do and it's, it's really terrifying bad. like most of my mushroom trips have been horrible but I still, it's, it's, I still speak, I think it's so I think positive. that was the highest dose too, because obviously if I was with, <laughs> yeah, with yeah, it would have been a high dose. That was the highest dose I've done, so I always did like micro at any time after that. I never really did a lot. I always was a fan of like munching on little bits and kind of like getting a feel for where the, oh, the heroic dose. I've been thinking about this. Is marijuana still... <laughs> Don't think I'd believe in this, but is it the de is it a devil? Like, is it a created by a dark force or a light force? Because I look at the person who introduced me to it in my life, and they were a dark force, and they introduced it. So I always wonder if it's like... If it's part of the yang and not the yin... Well, I don't think you could judge it by the person who introduced it to you, because it's separate from that person. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think, 
I think the herb is a is a beautiful god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or is it a goddess? I think it's a beautiful, a beautiful goddess. <laughs> it gives you the herb. It is a gift from the universe. The herb. It shows you the beauty gift. of the universe. The herb is truth. Truth is in herb. <laughs> herb is the <a> healer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's it. <laughs>